again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and I am joined by a man who wanted to run for office but found out using the rules of acquisition are not a great idea. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Justin. Rule number one, once you have their money, don't give it back. Has there ever been a part of you that's been like, I want to memorize the rules of acquisition? No, but there is a handy-dandy book uh, written by, uh, I think, Armin Shimmerman Help, uh, and I'm just, like, that far away from being a big enough nerd to own it, but I don't. I want to learn the rules of acquisition. I don't know why I would ever need to know them, but it just feels like one of those things. It's like learning Klingon. Never going to use it. (laughs) There you go. Anyways, this is 151 The Show. You can find us uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151 The Show. And uh, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other uh, channels that you can find them all at the bottom of the page. Apparently, we're on something called Luminosity or Luminary or something now. That's one I stumbled cool. across this week, and I was like, oh, we're there, too. Cool. So Who knew? So for those people that are listening there, thumbs up to you. Anyways, uh, and if you missed any of that, don't forget 151theshow.com or the station's website.com. All right, so that brings us to the month of November. And just so everybody knows uh, when we're kind of recording, um, the election was last night. It is the day after the election, so... We know exactly as much now as we did the day before. <laughs> you know what's funny about the whole election thing is it's a complete show. That too, that too. Right. Um, it also, I think the thing that sums it best, uh, sums it up the best, is the um, uh, Armageddon scene where he's talking about NASA. Right. It's like you're NASA for Christ's sakes. This is the <laughs> best you could do. You're the government, the U.S. government. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. So we're the day after the election, so we don't really know what's going on. There's a couple of different well, possibilities and so on and so forth. Tragic breaking news. Kanye didn't win. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I He was on the ballot here in Iowa. I legit thought about just going with him just to roll the dice and see what happens. Almost 3,000 Iowans voted. For Kanye West. I was this close to being in Iowa that voted for Kanye. And and really just because it's like, you know what? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Right? Right? So uh, where else is going on? Uh, just to kind of play catch up since our last show, the men in black have not tracked us down yet. Well, Although, I am in an undisclosed location. <laughs> you're there for work, though. Fair enough. You You are, right? As far as you know. Since then, uh, we of course, we had the uh, beginning of Star Trek Discovery, uh, the Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian, excuse me, which uh, we'll actually get to those here in a little bit, but there's some other housekeeping stuff to get to before we get there. Uh, sadly enough, we found out Sean Connery passed away. Uh, when was it? October 30th or 31st, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple days ago, three, four, like over the weekend. I think it was Saturday. So uh, yeah. according to his son, he passed at the age of 90 in his sleep. Sir Sean Connery, we wish you the best and the great beyond. Right. I, I'm not a huge Bond guy. I I like the funny stuff Sean Connery's done, but I, I'm not by any means a uber fan, if that makes sense. Well, he was he was uh, he was uh, um, Doctor Jones Senior. I mean that that deserves that's probably a, a my mention, favorite role if, of his, if nothing else. So uh, he was good in that. He was good in The Rock. I know he was a you know uh, big proponent of Scottish independence. Um, and of, of Scotland, from all accounts, though, not to speak ill of the dead, he could be a right bastard, but uh, can't we all? Yes, no, we can. Uh, I would say Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, probably my favorite Sean Connery movie. 
it's 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 certainly up there and i mean uh it's probably my favorite indie movie so that doesn't help or it doesn't hurt yeah no i you know what it might be mine as well boy that's a conversation for another time eh right so uh otherwise uh, uh kind of around the uh neck of woods uh the neck of the woods here uh not really that uh this guy would have been a, a fan of this show but uh found out some sad news today Started to get to the age where people start passing away suddenly. Um, dude, I worked with uh, in between my radio jobs. I worked at a place called Fender Cycle, uh, Indiana, Des Moines, and uh, a, a guy I worked with there. His name was Randy Meckler. Called him uh, Arkansas, or when we wanted to piss him off, Arkansas. <laughs> um, sadly, uh, found out he passed away this morning. So, uh, it, by chance, if any of his family or friends are watching this, uh, just you know, thoughts and prayers to you guys and uh, to to Arkansas. We wish you nothing but the best in the great beyond, man. Really do. So. And and if and if he's looking down, uh, uh, rest in peace, buddy. He was a biker, man. What's, What's that? funny is uh, your post today on that uh, made me text. Uh, I have the 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 privilege of of working with a guy that I've known literally all my life. Uh, one of my oldest and dearest friends we often will exchange pleasantries at work by looking at each other during the day and say, yeah, and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> so when you put that up, uh, with, with me being gone this week, I immediately texted him to see if anybody <laughs> had, had said anything like that to him this week. And he immediately figured out what I was fishing for and setting him up for and turned around and, and dumped it on me without without hesitation. So The story that Justin is talking about, so at the bike shop, if, if you've never worked at a motorcycle shop, it is a much different world. And I'll, uh, truth be told, it's one of the, the coolest jobs I've ever had, was working at Fender Cycle in Des Moines and uh, Fenders of Ames. Uh, uh, or uh, Fender's Honda, as it was called. But uh, what uh, Arkansas would do when you'd come into the morning, he'd, he'd go, hey, Adam, anybody tell you to go f*** yourself today? No, go f*** yourself. And he'd just have the biggest smile on his right. face. And it was just so damn funny. And it was like an everyday thing. But, no, I had I had such a good time with that guy. And he was only 37 years old, found out. That's that's too young, man. That's That's way too young. Because I'm going to be, I'll be 40 at the end of the year. You're 40 already, right? I'm 40 already, yeah. <sighs> Boy. So, anyways, as we make our way through it, uh, 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 Arkansas. It, it was it was, it was, was both a blessing and a relief to turn 40 uh, this year uh, in COVID times. Because while it would have been kind of fun to get together for my 40th, by the same token, I didn't have to, you know, go through that whole 40th thing. So... That's what Steph was asking uh, my wife. She goes, do you want to do anything for your 40th birthday? And I'm like, no. Yep. I want to sit at home, be merry by myself. Well, yep. well, maybe with the family. Possibly. I don't know. Nope. I had uh, I had very few special birthday requests, and some of them came true, and some of them still didn't. So. <laughs> oh, God, ain't that the truth? Uh, this is one five one. <laughs> This is 151 The Show. You can find us online at 151thesshow.com or this station's website.com. Uh, one final thing before we get to our uh, actual topic for the night. Uh, Justin and I, uh, uh, Justin texted me earlier today, and he's like, hey, you want to record? Good internet service. I'm like, okay. 
Uh, truth be told, been a little uh, under the weather the last couple of days, and I don't. You've you've been sick since COVID's hit, right? Yeah, three or four times. Do do you not feel like everybody's staring at you when you go into the store and get some like Dayquil or uh, I I like that emergency stuff. Right. It's just one of those. It's like, oh god, everyone's gonna think I'm the I'm the carrier monkey here. Right now, I'm not sick, but I I work in I work in agriculture. I'm out in uh, fields right now that have only been recently run, uh, and I have these little things we like to call allergies. Yeah. Uh, so earlier today, um, I still, I had been in the, 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 the truck stop. So I still had my neck gaiter on and I'm literally like wiping my nose and rubbing it on my neck gaiter <laughs> because my nose is pouring and I'm starting to go <clears throat> out in the field. And the one dude looks at me, I'm like, it, it, it's, it's not Rona. It's dust. Yeah. It's okay. Well, yeah. Everybody looks at you like you got the freaking plague. Well, that was uh, that's uh, half the reason why I'm late tonight is is the same reason why I uh, have this cold is because of the five year old. Uh, He's been going to school and stuff, and he came home this weekend, and he uh, all of a sudden he's like, <coughs> "My throat hurts." Right. It's like, oh, you kids, little... kids are petri dishes, dude. Yeah, they really are. So, uh, and I will say, I, I think between the masks and the the hand washing, I think it's better this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, guaranteed, uh, we send the kids back to school and like, there's like a three week lag time Yeah. and I'm going to, what'll knock my kid down for like 12 hours with a slight sniffle mutates into me, like losing function in one lung uh, every <laughs> fall, uh, since she's been in a school environment, they're just Petri dishes. They're oh, disgusting. God. Like on uh Sunday night, the wife and I were both like, do you kind of feel like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not that we're just tired, ty- just tired. You know, you're trying to talk yourself out of it. Right. You know? right. So, no, I, I don't have, I don't have time to be sick. There's no way. But uh, that, uh, the, the reason I was actually late for uh, uh, getting everything done was actually because of the five-year-old. I just want to give my five-year-old props. It's not often I'm, I'm fairly impressed by the boy because he's a big disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. There's gonna be years oh down. God. There's gonna be years down the line when I'm dead and gone, and he's looking for a little, uh, little love, and he's gonna come across that very clip. What the f- dad? <laughs> oh, anyways, no, but uh, we we go down and we have this whole thing where he watches his phone or my phone for like three minutes, and then we read a story, and then he gets in bed, right? Right. Well, tonight, like he he's in kindergarten, so he's starting to learn how to read more. And he's he's actually doing pretty well at it. So we sit down and we read uh, Penelope Rex, I think it's it's called. I don't I don't know if you've ever seen. It. It's about a T Rex that goes to kindergarten and eats her class. No, no, I haven't, haven't, haven't seen that one. Pretty fantastic book. But anyways, we get done reading it and then he goes, Dad, I'm gonna read it to you. So he sits and we and I was like, Oh man, I don't want to listen to a read. <laughs> But then it's like, you know what? I, I got to be a dad here. Dad's going to stay and listen to him read and help him. And we sat, we went through that whole damn book. And, and he did a, he actually did a really legitimately good job. Like I was, I got done. I'm like, all right, you earned your keep. During the editing enough. process, can you go back and put a banner about three minutes ago and say, warning, upcoming childhood trauma? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Much like all of mine, it's going to hit him full bore right in the face. Right. 
What was it, Jeff Foxworthy, when he was talking about like the TV stand or putting like a fork in an outlet? You know right. what? You learn that lesson once and you never forget it. So that's right. Kaylee, uh, my three-year-old, we're we're working on uh, finishing up potty training, but she's learned that if she goes into the bathroom and says, "Hey, I got to go to the potty," and requests the Kendall for a major transaction, majority of time she gets it. So when she doesn't want to go to bed or uh, she doesn't really want to do something, she's faking a poop to go get a Kindle so she can sit on the toilet and not have to go do anything she's done. And on one level, it's infuriating. And on the other, I, I, I got to respect it. I mean, I, I got to give the kid props. Yeah, because that's where I go to cry. So I, right. I completely get right. it. Yeah, exactly. See what Jace does, and uh, this totally turned into a kid's show for a little bit. So sorry for those of you at home. Did you ever see those uh, things where it's like do's and don'ts? Of, of yes. raising a kid one's like washing baby and it's like the guy standing by the dishwasher watching his watch you know <laughs> uh that's like uh when savannah was three months old i walked out uh i i walked out and there was uh i was waiting the wife went into the bathroom or i was waiting on her and i looked at the lady nearby and i'm like I don't get these diaper change machines. I put her in there. I closed the lid. Nothing. I waited for a good five minutes, and she's just horrified. <laughs> we we should we should do the childhood trauma show and tell parenting stories one of these days. Although I'm fairly sure if Savannah ever sees the bachelor party episode, got it covered. You know, as a, as the parent of an eight year old and a, and a three year old, I remember like in those early days being paranoid and frightened and tired and afraid and all strung out. And I'm like, you know, that was, that was physically demanding. Uh, but honestly, you know, I can remember holding my child in my arm, you know, in the crook of the arm when she was a newborn and, and getting to play PlayStation, you know, yeah. and, and, and using that time. Now they have personalities and problems, and it's like ten times more difficult being a parent now than it was then. Uh, but I have, I'm slightly better rested. The, the attitude, though. If if only the kid had the attitude of Baby Yoda, what a wonderful world it would be. That kid is adorable. What I you, want my kids to be more like Baby Yoda. Everybody wants their kid to be like goddamn Baby Yoda. Yeah. Except Disney, they don't want you to say Baby Yoda. But we're baby calling Yoda, baby, baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. That's what we call a segue, friends. So, no, we'll do a whole child show someday, right? Yeah. I think we got enough stories that we can make a good. Oh God, yes, I can. I uh, let's let's uh, let's let's submit or let's re- solicit um, bag of baby questions. Ooh. Right. Or no, better, better, better. Submit your questions for bag of questions. Uh, you can write us one five one the show at gmail dot com or uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of the other uh, channels. Parenting advice for one five one. Yes, this is what I'm saying. The bag of baby questions. This is what I'm saying. You give us a scenario from feeding to pooping to parenting. I don't care. Zero to eighteen. I'll take a whack at it. I don't care. When should baby have his first cigarette? As early as possible. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you should knock that out by at least thirteen. Let them, let them, let them, let them get that disgusting feeling so they know later on. 
So it's just one of those things, you know, start them out with like a menthol or something and then work yeah. your way up to like a lucky strike. Start with a Marlboro Red. That's what I did. <laughs> uh, this is 151 The Show. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151 The Show. Uh, we're on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, iTunes, uh, TuneIn. God damn, what were some of the other ones? They're all at the bottom yeah. of the page. That liquefy thing that you were talking about earlier? La- Lumina- Luminary, I think it's called. I don't know. There's uh, Deezer now. There's Cash, Cash, Cash something, Casher box, or we're everywhere. I, there's so many of these goddamn things that I every time I see one, I put one, I sign up for it because you know what? Right. I want the show to be as mass appeal as possible, so you <laughs> can find us easy. Well, we're only averaging three views per service. The good thing is we've got nine thousand services. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what, those motherfuckers can find us. We we got on Quibi just as it went down. We, we took down Quibi. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, if you missed any of that, 151theshow.com or this station's website.com. Uh, the real reason we got together tonight was to actually, we haven't actually discussed like sci-fi nerd stuff in a while. I don't no. feel like. No, we've had uh, theme shows and guests, and I mean, we spent three weeks schlubbing to get Ryan Patrick employed. I mean, we we, we got to get back to the roots. Yes. Yeah, so tonight we're going to uh, break down. Uh, as of right now, like I said, it's the night after the election. So what is that? Uh, November fourth is when we're recording this. But right. um, as of right now, one episode of The Mandalorian is out, right. and uh, three episodes of Discovery are out. Yes. Right. Oh, and and you're correct. Um, unscripted, uh, off topic, but before I think of it, Truth Seekers just came out on Amazon Prime, and and all I think eight episodes. It's Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, kind of paranormally. I'm pretty sure it's like Seth and Jesse's real life. Okay. Um, What's it called again? Remade in London. Truth Seekers. Truth Seekers. Okay. And it's good. Go check it out. All right. It, it's it's really surprisingly good. You just reminded me I do have a shameless plug for tonight. Okay. So. Well, I mean, I can I can shamelessly plug uh, uh, Choice Hotels. Who do you think you are, you f***ing Vanna White, looking over your shirt? <laughs> right? I thought, am I supposed to put some? Oh, I'm putting a penis there. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right I'm going <laughs> to Now we're going to do the burrito lift. <laughs> Okay, if anybody's listening to this, go to the YouTube still channel. Still watching, God bless you. If, if you go to the YouTube channel and check that out, because that's going to be goddamn funny, is what I'm going to say right there. But anyways, uh, so uh, as of right now, one episode of The Mandalorian is out, and three episodes of Star Trek Discovery are right. out. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Let's let's do uh, let's do Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um, I yes. was vaguely bored by the first episode. I know you were you were underwhelmed. Um... There was there was a lot of deep cuts in this episode. Okay, spoiler alert recap. Uh, season one, Mando, at the end of season one, uh, the, the, the Mandalorian armor lady says, you, 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 I'm putting you on a quest. Reunite this little green thing with its family and its species. Um, you know, uh, there are legends of uh, sorcerers named Jedi fighting Mandor. Go go reunite go reunite. It's your quest. Jesus, you so, sold that show. Huh? <laughs> Boy, if if I had never heard of Mandalorian after that description. 
Right. So uh, episode one finds our hero headed to find more Mandalorians. He hears a rumor of one on Tatooine. He goes, I know Tatooine. I spent time on Tatooine. There's no Mandalorians on Tatooine. Finds a deserted uh, mining town. Basically really strong Western vibes. Yeah. Like, on this on this episode well the whole show um, has a strong western vibe yeah but this one was i thought was super strong yeah um, so goes up goes out there timothy oliphant wearing boba fett's old armor towns being terrorized by a crate dragon uh deep cuts ensue i liked it i i really did so god where to begin you've got uh, you've got your way into the sand people yeah um, you get more sand and Jawa lore than anything else. It actually ties back. Uh, Cobb Vance, the the marshal played by Timothy Oliphant, is actually uh, in several extend of the extended universe books. Um, so it's not a, an unknown character. But Dave Filoni and those guys, John Favreau, tied it in real well. Uh, we get to see the rocket pack uh, or the rocket on on Boba's armor. Which couldn't um, have been more awkward when he shot it, right? Right. <laughs> I don't ever want to do that again. Well, um, think. Well, think about this. You aim with this thing, right? Right. And then you die, you put your head down. Right. Um, I did like the fact that that uh, that Mando just reached over and slapped the button uh, to 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 shoot him off the same way that uh, Han Solo did to, to Boba Fett. Yeah. Turned around and hit it. That was a nice callback. Um, the crate dragon stuff is there's a lot of like the pearl at the end that the sand people got. That is all very like extended universe, deep cut. You know, uh, there was a series of books about Tatooine and and the huts and um, all that that you know reference that stuff extensively. I mean, uh, we saw vibroblades at the the Gamorrean fight at the beginning, which has been long talked about uh, in Star Wars literature um, that, you know, we have an accurate representation on. Uh, there was there was a lot of really, like, satisfying deep cut material. If you're not familiar with it, probably fell a little flat, probably was a little bit boring. I you know you know what you know what the, the whole part of it for me was that was boring. Or or got boring, I should say. I've seen that story. Right. They they've and not just and not just in a western or, uh, you know, other shows, but they've right. done that same story, or type of story, a bunch of times in Mandalorian. Right. Where he he's on a quest, goes somewhere, finds somebody that's possibly an enemy, decides to help them out, and then uh, they do something, and then he either makes a new friend or or uh, makes an enemy. And that's, there's been right. a lot of those shows that have used that same, that's, that's what was boring to me. If you take, if you take and change the Marshall to the rebel Gina Carano chick and change the empire to crate dragon, that's basically the same episode. You're yeah. right. It's very, very procedural and very, <clears throat> I'm not going to necessarily going to say repetitive, but pretty familiar. I'll give you that one. The and you know, uh, listen. There's going to be spoilers here. Uh, seeing the guy that possibly was Boba Fett at the end, like it was he's okay. Bo- he's either Boba or one of the one of the stormtrooper clones. Yeah, it's like okay. That that almost seems like how do I describe that? 
that seems like the easy way out, right? Yes and no. I mean, the 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 thought that Boba was still alive has been around in in Star Wars literature since the Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a, a, a an almost forty year old idea. It's so old that the tropes that it reminds you of are actually based on itself. Yeah. Like I said, um, I, I didn't hate it. I think it looks good. It, it's better than any of the new movies. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. Oh, God, yes. But I just, it was one of those things. It's like, I've seen this episode before. I wish they would have done something a little bit different to start the, uh, the, sh- the show that season. Right. You know, going to a different place. It's like, hey, we're going back to Tatooine. Great. Let's go back to the f- desert again. You, you do have to remember, though, that this was written I hate and sand. I think shot about the time that uh, ep- uh, season one was was airing. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, they had really no idea of how popular it was going to become. Yeah, but still, I, I don't know. And listen, I'm no expert in this stuff by any stretch of the imagination. I can just go by what what my feeling was sitting in the, the chair the other night watching this. Right. Um, and it was... I started looking at my phone midway through and it wasn't like looking up stuff about the show. It was just, Hey, let's see what's on Facebook right now or, or whatever. Okay. And then, you know what the funny thing was? So they're getting ready to, uh, uh, attack the, 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 the big lizard at the end. Right. Right. And, uh, my wife goes, why don't they just have them eat the uh, Buffalo with the bombs on it? Right. And I go, because that would be way too easy. Right. And then, of course, uh, they do it, and she goes, throws up her arms. Uh, see, and and I was waiting for Neil Patrick Harris to come out and go, it's afraid. Oh, just to get that uh, Starship Troopers Starship reference. Starship Troopers reference in, man. Oh, so, no, I'm excited about The Mandalorian. I think it'll be good. I just, I was, I was, I was just disappointed in the first episode. I will be I watching it. still. I I will tell you this. I will be watching on Friday night. I I loved it. I don't care. That's cool. I and listen. I'm not. It, it's not like I hated it. You know. It's not like Iron Man three. It's not like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two. This is 151 The Show. You can find us at uh, 151theshow.com or thisstationswebsite.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151theshow. Uh, as we kind of round things out tonight, uh, going back to uh, the shows that came out, uh, Discovery, uh, as we are recording on a Wednesday, tomorrow will be the fourth episode of Discovery Season 3. And i got to tell you right now, I was not looking forward to this. I didn't think it was going to be good. Uh, the very first episode, I was absolutely blown away by how much I enjoyed it. Discovery for me, and we've talked about this in depth. Yes. Um, was very much a pessimistic dystopian view, um, of, a very, of a time in, you know, future history, Starfleet history that we're familiar with the, the original series era, um, where, you know, the Federation has been presented as a utopia. There's no arguments within Starfleet. It's a force for good. Very much Gene Roddenberry's vision that the future could be better. And it never, ever vibed or worked for me because it was at odds yeah. with that vision. You move Discovery 900 years into the future where everything's gone to 
and suddenly that dystopian view actually works. Yeah. This show actually kind of works now. I, oh, I don't ahead. know that I'm a fan that it's gone like this, you know, dystopian future because that is kind of a trope these days and everybody's doing it. I, I still would like to see, you know, a positive, um, you know, portrayal of the future, but it works. You know, oddly, I just had a weird, very fantastic, weird idea. What if you would have taken Discovery and instead of shot them 900 years into the future, you sent them like 900 years into the past? The basis of myth and lore on the planet Earth of like magic and, you know, some of the legends of like the King Arthur or or, uh, Greek mythology or Roman mythology. You know, you you land them in an era like that, and it's Discovery trying to get home. It's interesting. I I don't know. I just thought of that, but no, I I uh, I I thought the first episode was great. Like I I legitimately liked it. I I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. I loved the scene when she was on drugs. Yeah, that was that was just fun. That that really was. The uh, the one uh, uh, Orion guy, the guy with the... I, I did I did think the scene where she was on drugs kind of came out of, of, of nowhere. It's just, uh, you know, hard drugs, let's get high. I mean, it really uh, it was pretty disjointed from the rest of the episode. It was just like, let's do heroin. That was weird. I, I just liked it, though. It was kind of one of those things. It's like, hey, we're going to get answers from you, and we're not going to fuck around. We're just going to do it. Doser. You know, but uh, no, the the only thing about that episode that stood out to me was the uh, the one Orion guy with the uh, jet black hair. The Incredible Hulk? Uh, maybe, but he, I don't know. He was the guy that was kind of the head Orion guy. He just, yeah. he didn't look right, right? He was, he was completely green, but like not like bulky like an Orion. He was just very strangely colored. He looked like dude from middle management. Dressed up right. as an Orion, and he was at right. a uh, Star Trek convention, and they're like, "Hey, right. pretty good makeup. Why don't you be on our show?" Very, very green. You're, you're very, very green. Um, second episode of it, didn't care for it. There, I, well, I should say, I didn't care for all of it. There are parts I like. I like the, uh, the engineer Tilly and uh, the other lady. Right. I think they have kind of a fun relationship going on. Right, and then the uh, the third episode where they finally come back to Earth. It's I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it either, though. I liked it, it better than the second episode. I'll say that. Right, it's it's a little bit, you know. Okay, hey, we're 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 magically Starfleet, and we're gonna put two people in the same room and and rip a mask off, and oh, you're human, and oh, you we never bothered to look and see where you were coming from, even though you're in our own solar system, and if we just stop for two seconds. Yeah, no, that, it wouldn't have been that conflict wouldn't have been born out of ignorance. They would know exactly who those people were. Realistically, if they were keeping them out, it would be from a class conflict or yeah. a, a resource conflict. But just the oh, we never bothered to ask and you wear a weird bug mask. I, that part for me fell flat. Yeah, it was it was it screamed. Of, hey, we're going to uh, we're going to drop current politics right. and into a star Trek show and we we need a we need a, a victory of the week for our intrepid heroes to show people by talking that we can make a difference i don't know those two quantum torpedoes they fired at discovery sure boy <laughs> that screwed him up didn't it nice to see him carrying through <laughs> so 
you know, and 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 obviously spoilers. We're talking about this, but okay. So they've integrated all the sphere knowledge into Discovery, conveniently giving them all of the information that the viewer has gotten from seven hundred hours of Star Trek and five five series now, and all the different alien races and stuff. It kind of feels like they threw away, like the, the last two seasons were designed to be like throwaway seasons just to set them up to this point. Like, I almost feel like they could have done this over a series of like eight episodes in the first season and gotten to the same point. I, I, I get where you're going with it. Um, the first season, what was, Oh, it was about the Klingon War, which that made no sense. Well, the the Klingons and and Lorca and and the Mirror Universe and which and, and all that. I I just the the first the first season. If you were to tell me to explain to you what was going on there, I don't think I could. Right. I, and, I really and 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 the 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 weird Klingon dude now looks human and. And and they're banging, and and now he's like split personality, and uh, none of that makes sense works yeah. for me. Uh, second season, like I said, I liked it. It felt more like Star Chris Trek, Pike. huh? Chris Pike. Yes, yes. Uh, which yeah, I, hopefully, Strange New Worlds comes out here sooner than later. Right. But um, no, but uh, I don't know. I just the the first episode, I had a lot of fun with it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fun i thought the acting was good i don't know i just i, I like it i like the new book guy um the book guy oh booker yeah cleveland uh, booker yeah cleveland anytime you call a guy book uh i'm i'm immediately going to shepherd book from firefly yeah but i like his cat yeah big cat like him glowing and having magical powers, that's going to come up at some point, right? Uh, it's Chekhov's gun. There's there's no way that comes up without, uh, you know, significance later on. He really hasn't explained any of that crap. Yeah. I mean, I always have a little bit of issue when, oh, the person from the past, future, other galaxy, um, lot it just happens to meet the chosen one. Yeah. Like first person in the new strange world planet galaxy dimension time whatever but it is what it is what do you think's going to happen with this i mean i don't know and and it's the first time <laughs> like no seriously and and it's it's probably the first time in any sort of uh you know if you ask me okay deep space 9 season 3 going into it what's going to happen well Obviously, you know, tensions with the Cardassians are going to come to a head and, you know, they're going to explore the Gamma Quad. There was a a, 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 a flow. Yeah. Um, they have just slapped the shit out of that big old reset button right now. I can't tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like you, you look at uh, Voyager, the overwhelming idea of that show was get home. Right. Um, Enterprise was go explore. Right. Um, expand humanity, if you will, uh, right. maybe a little bit more. Uh, 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 TOS was explore, right? Right, and 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 TOS was episodic. There there wasn't a lot yeah. of you know overarching story 
you know, obviously they're going to try and piece together what happened with the burn and why all the dilithium exploded. Are they going to make a play maybe to go back in time and, and fix the future? I don't know because to everybody else, it's the past, but to them, it's still the future. Yeah. But if they can figure out the time travel thing again, see, uh, why do they stop there? And why not just go, you know, back to the, 24th century i had read uh that at some point they want to do like a big crossover thing with picard strange new worlds and right. uh, uh uh discovery like part of you wonders do they jump back to go to picard's time because of that alien right. intelligence at the end of that oh and speaking of picard uh have you heard the rumors that they want to get avery brooks back for a cisco yeah i did and i'm a-okay with that Look, the only thing that I read that that kind of puts me ambivalent on that is, and it's a it's it's a theme I, I think that that uh, I, and I don't want to get political or controversial here, but you know the first thing I read was that Avery is maybe willing to entertain it, but he wants to address issues of equality and race. Uh, this, that, and the other, and I'm sitting here going, that's solved by, not that it's, it may never be completely solved, but, you know, that is, again, a future where humanity has aspired to be better. Those issues are not supposed to, and I'm not saying you ignore them completely, but if that's the main focus of your show, I don't think that works. You know what, though? Uh, if you spun it as the way, and, and, and listen, I, when I say spin, I don't mean it in a bad way. But, uh, you know, if you're talking about it on Earth and in the Federation, those those things aren't issues anymore. Right. You know, maybe it's a thing of, you know, because he has ties to the Bajorans. Right. Maybe it's a uh, the equality between the Bajorans and the Cardassians. Right. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Maybe it, it's something like that, but... I, I don't care what he comes back as. I really don't. Right. I, I want and I'll tell you this, I I was I've been rewatching Deep Space Nine. I just I started a few weeks ago and I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm rewatching it. There are two things I love about that show. One, I I love episodes with him and Jake. I love the father son episodes. And I'll yes. tell you, as a dad now, the what I never really liked the episode until I watched it again. But uh, when he gets trapped in the time bubble or whatever, and Jake grows up, Jake's old man. God damn, did I cry the other night? Oh, that yeah. I I oh, had I, I was I I turned it off and I went upstairs. I'm like, had <laughs> <laughs> just God, it, I couldn't believe it. But just that that relationship was so good. It was no, absolutely, one hundred percent, and and I am all for bringing. Sirik Lofton back and and exploring it. You can't explore one without another. Um, uh, to to bring Cisco back and not to acknowledge Jake and that relationship would bring true not only to the character, but to any I think real storytelling you want to do. Did you ever? Hundred percent agree. Did you ever watch any of the stuff about uh, the twentieth uh, uh, anniversary thing or whatever they did with Ira? What's his name? 
Stephen Bear, the, the yeah. one we left behind. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I watched a good chunk of it. I didn't ever get to, like, sit down and watch it all the way through. Did you hear what they wanted to do with the eighth season, if there would have been one? Not well enough to speak to it. Um, basically, it starts out, it's like 20 years later, which would put it about, you know, with this age group. Uh, right. The station has become kind of uh, essentially a shrine to the wormhole, to the emissary, to all that. Okay. Uh, Nog comes hauling ass through the wormhole. The Defiance just getting, just, it's been pummeled. It explodes and he dies like the first scene. Oh, geez. Um, but uh, there's a new threat from like the Dominion or something um, or somebody from the other side. And uh, right. eventually, I believe Cisco, I, I, if I remember right, Cisco comes back. Uh, I, uh, does he, though? I can't remember. I know in the book series he comes back. He actually takes command of the USS Robinson, a Galaxy-class ship. Hmm. But anyways, um, uh, Kira, I, I want to say she's one of – she's like a Vedic, if okay. if not uh, Kai at that point. Um, there's a standoff between the Federation and, and uh, the uh, uh, Bajorans. And then you find out Bashir is actually the uh, head of Section 31 now. Nice. So I'd love to see it uh, just for the fact I'd love to see it. I, right. I, I think uh, there's no from that from the next generation stuff. I mean, you got to see a lot of, um, you know, like the original series with the six movies. What happened to them? Right. You know, um, TNG, you got the movies. Now you're getting Picard. So you're getting some callbacks. Right. I, seriously, the uh, Deep Space Nine Voyager or, or Enterprise. I think there's still stories to tell there. Picard has has given a. I mean, we got we got seven back. Uh, yeah. You know, so there there is a there is a template, and you know that was obviously interesting and engaging. So I mean, I I agree with you. I think there's a. I think there's stories to tell. Oh, you know what though? <laughs> you know what? I never even thought about it till now. Star Trek made their own uh, cinematic universe years ago, and nobody noticed. Between TNG, Voyager, and, and right. Deep the, Space the crossover Nine. episodes. I mean. Yeah, you're right. They were really the first ones to have an interconnected universe. And you know what? Now that you've got better effects and better everything, God, can you imagine seeing Deep Space Nine now? Right. Can you imagine seeing, um, uh, like the the motion picture Enterprise, not the J.J. Abram prize? Yeah. But that freaking beauty up rendered today. Yeah, I'm just amazed we got to see the Titan on lower decks. So good. <laughs> so good. And that, you know what? Uh, Riker and Troy totally work in that medium. Yes, um, they did. As as goofy as Lower Decks has been, Jonathan Frakes, Will Riker can slide right in there, and it does not affect my perception of that character at all. A warp five, really six, totally seven, doesn't. eight. Right, that could be the not best the, line in all of jazz Star Trek. Thing again. Oh God, that's so good. I don't know. So does that kind of cover the Star Trek stuff? I mean, we've kind of rambled on. Yeah, on I mean, are you on. good? We we completely sidestepped away from Discovery and went into, you know, us wanting oh. Voyager. Well, Kate, she's coming back. She's going to be on some animated yeah, show. She's she's going to be in the Nickelodeon Kids thing. Yep. Which? How is that a thing? But. I, I wouldn't I mind know. seeing her back. Okay, of all of those people, who who do you most want to see come back? 
the the people in the next generation crew that I'd most like to spend time with is the continuing adventures of of, of William T. Riker and and Deanna Troy. Okay, uh, maybe even more than Picard. Um, from Deep Space Nine, I would like to see uh, uh, Julian and Miles yeah. uh, just as like crotchety old guys, uh, if nothing else. Um, and from Voyager. To me, Seven's the only really compelling character there, although maybe a pop-in on um, 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 uh, Bellana and Tom. Um, and, like, Harry's living in an apartment over their garage. I was just thinking of different sitcoms you can put to all this. Imagine, imagine doing a remake of Cheers, but with DS9 people. Quarks? Yes. I'd watch it. I would totally watch it. And you know what? Bellana and Tom, that'd be a cool one. Uh, if 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 they did not, if they promote Harry Kim, it's wrong. You know, there's <clears throat> your next animated show. You set it in a bar like that, and, like, the whole Starfleet A-plot is actually, like, the B-plot that you, like, uh, they're talking <laughs> over here at this table and then it's like later in the the episode, the the lights are shaking and everything because you know the battle's going on. Yeah. And then they talk about it over at the other table, but it's never the main thing. Like the main plot is that hey, we're low on grub worms <laughs> and the hijinks that go around that. I, I don't know that you could get more than a season or two, but God, it'd be good. And with that, that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, this is 151 The Show. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151 The Show. Uh, we are on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Stitcher, a whole bunch of other, uh, ton of other channels. We're swearing a lot tonight. Yeah, we are. We are really, really are. But uh, you can find all those at the bottom of the page, 151theshow.com or thestationswebsite.com for all that information. We can't end without a shameless plug. Cue the music! Uh, this is a part of the show where we shamelessly plug something. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a book. It could be a movie. It could be a TV show. It could be a uh, food. Um, whatever it is, we just shamelessly plug it. Choice hotels. Penis. <laughs> Excuse me. For those of you who are listening to this, you just missed Justin waving at a penis. My 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 presentation wave again. Uh, tonight for the season uh, for the season plug uh, for the shameless plug um, I'm actually going to plug something I stumbled across uh, I believe it was last week or the week before um, I'm not much of a horror movie guy uh, it's just uh, those types of movies I mean, just don't do, do it for me right I stumbled across this short story short 10 minute movie on YouTube that is absolutely fantastic and it's very Halloweeny. Uh, it's very uh, uh, there's a lot of suspense in it. it, it I will say it, it's a little slow moving in parts, but I really enjoyed it. It's called the Jester. Okay. Uh, there are three chapters of it. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, they're all on there. Just search the Jester, and there'll be chapters one, two, and three. Um, but just creepy. Has a good soundtrack. It's a really well put together short movie. I really enjoyed it. And it's all about this, this, I guess, guy. Jester. 
well, he wears a jester mask and a top hat and stuff, and he goes around. And basically, if you applaud him and stuff, he's cool with you. Right. If you don't applaud him, he's not cool with you. And things get weird and twisted. So he's like he's like me answering uh, uh, Facebook reviews. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's very it's very cool. It's very like the the first thing I thought I'm like oh I want to be that for Halloween next year right. if there's Halloween. I don't know. That's just uh, that's my shameless plug this week. So that sounds good to me. You have one? Did you want to drop one in? Well, I mean, I can literally do uh, all jokes aside. Choice hotels. That's that's my lovely location tonight. Uh, I'm out traveling for work, so they've always been good to me. I'm, I've, I've spent a lot of point or I've spent a lot of money. I get a lot of points with them. So, how's their coffee? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Um, uh, they, like so many other hotel chains, have moved to uh, the individual pods. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the small Keurigs. You know, uh, the one thing that I always recommended, I guess, recommend on that from a from a seasoned traveler. Uh, don't use the city water to, to do that. Get a bottle of water and make your coffee in the morning. If you've got to do your in-room coffee, uh, you will thank me uh, because there's nothing worse than getting out and getting in the pickup and getting down the road and taking that first sip of chlorine. Speaking of coffee, I have to add in one more shameless plug tonight. And I know we're, God, we're running long tonight. Um, well, we do love to talk. Yeah, I know, right? Just to uh, just to throw a shameless plug because I talked to him the other day when we were talking about some stuff. Um, just Coffee Coop. It's a uh, Twitter page. I don't know if you can see that or not for Justin, but uh, they are at Just Coffee Coop, uh, C-O-O-P. Um, just a organic coffee roaster shipped included. Uh, our prices will deliver anywhere in the lower 48 states or out of Madison, Wisconsin. Well, are, is it just coffee co-op, perhaps? Coop. On the Twitter handle, it's just C-O-O-P, so it looks like Coop. Right, right. But most of, <laughs> most of those, like, agricultural stuff is is a, is a, is a co- is like a farmer-owned co-op. So. so there you go. There's your uh, there other shameless plug for the night. Just coffee co-op, not coop. Sorry, guys. Right. Apologies. So, yeah, su- support that. If you were going to support that Hugh Jackman crap, keep it in America. Don't, yeah. don't be sending that over to Australia. You keep it American. There you go. All right, friends, that's going to do it for us. Have a great rest of the night. Um, be safe. Don't be stupid. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.